0: Hello, awesome humans, and welcome to today's episode of the Awesome Human Podcast. I'm Natalie, your host, and I'm so grateful you're here. As a quick reminder, we record this podcast with a live virtual audience, so you will hear me respond to questions and comments. If you'd like to join me for Awesome Human Hour Live, I would love it. It's every Wednesday at noon Eastern, and you can sign up by going to happier.com and clicking on Awesome Human Hour. Now, before we dive into today's topic, just take a moment to arrive to this moment right now. This time is for you, and I hope you find today's episode really valuable. I want you to imagine that you have big, beautiful wings and you are soaring over a beautiful landscape. Look down. What do you see? Just notice how it feels to be light, to be floating. I want you to give yourself a hug and soak up all that energy and come back to planet Earth. Okay, that's it through this Dancersism Wild Things World exercise for today. Thank you for being awesome humans and for joining me giving you kisses. Have a great day. Oh, I loved it. I just have to say, I mean, I don't know. I'm all awake. I just, I just want to keep going. It brings me like you talked about an inner child like as yeah. soon as you said like head, shoulders, knees and toes like it brought me actually to my daughter's childhood. You know, She's 17 now, yeah, yeah. but it's like such a great feeling. Oh, I loved it, Piera, thank you. That was so energizing, wasn't it? I gotta tell you, I recorded this with Piera. It was about two weeks ago. I mentioned to you guys, we've recorded all our awesome human guests because I didn't want Zoom to have a heart attack and also some of them are traveling or busy. And since I made that recording with Piera and I did that like dancer I've been trying, not every day, not gonna lie to you, but most days a week to like, take two or three minutes as part of my break and just i don't know just like move around to a song or something and i can't tell you how energizing it is so i hope you give it a shot all right i have one more amazing conversation for you and it's with matthew del negro who is an actor he's currently filming city on a hill which is why uh, we had to pre-record because he's actually on the set this minute which i think is so cool (laughs) um he's also you've seen him in west wing and other awesome shows And Matt is an author. He actually wrote a book last year. It's called 10,000 No's, and he hosts a podcast, which is all about handling rejection. And the reason I invited Matt, in addition to the fact that he's a complete awesome human and a friend, is about a year ago, he was on Awesome Human Hour Live, which is my weekly show, and we talked about imposter syndrome and handling rejection. And I cannot tell you how many of you I heard from after that show saying, oh my God, that was so great. You have to do it again. So your wish, my command. Matt and I did it again. So I'm really excited for you to experience this conversation, which is all about handling rejection, but also how to connect to that part in ourselves, like that wiser, deeper part, and to keep going and make small progress towards goals that might seem really far away. I love, 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 love what Matt shared, and I know you're going to enjoy this a lot. Matt, I'm so psyched, welcome to Awesome Human Day.
1: Thank you for having me, Natalie, great to see you.
0: Good to see you, I'm so grateful you're here. And as I'm doing with everyone who's part of it, uh, before I say anything else, uh, I need to ask you a question. And this is a question I've been asking everyone, including everyone who's here with us. And the question is complete the following sentence, I'm an awesome human because...
1: I am an awesome human because... uh you know me, this is going to be a run-on sentence. It's going to be you a go. paragraph. Um, I overuse the word awesome. Probably. I love that word. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe I'm awesome because I don't think I'm particularly awesome. I think everybody is kind of everybody's got awesome in them. I think just by being human, um, you know we're all intricate we're all complicated we're all full of contradiction we're all full of uh, you know highlights and and low lights and everything and um maybe it's just acknowledging that uh i do kind of acknowledge that so maybe maybe that makes me awesome i don't know i like to listen to people it. and you know uh get to know people yeah
0: i love that it's it's almost like You've read my book. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got one, like, I one promise, point for me. That's right. I promise
0: we haven't rehearsed this, but you know, one of the things you and I have had this conversation, one of the things I talk about is, you know, we're awesome and we're human. So we all have something awesome. We all have this capacity to do great stuff, to create, to be a force of good. But we're also human, which means we mess up and we say stuff we don't want to say. And we have all kinds of mental blocks we need to work through. So no, I love it. Speaking of mental blocks. Um, so courage is one of the qualities of awesome humans that I write about in my book, and I also write a lot about fear and overcoming fear and working through fear and handling imposter syndrome and um, it's something you speak and write a lot about in your book 10,000 knows in your podcast which I've been on and loved. So I just want to like dive in head first and say you know, in addition to being an author or podcast host you're also an actor everyone's recognizing you right now from all the shows i'm just going to say West Wing continues to be my favorite and your appearance on West Wing still my favorite. So you know we have a lot of awesome humans here and we all have different fears of rejection of different things, maybe someone's applying for a promotion someone's trying to start a business. Maybe someone wants to start a new relationship. Ask that guy out or that gal out or um, put a book out into the world. Rejection is a real fear. So I'd love for you to just talk about give folks some thoughts around like when you have that fear of rejection, how can you
1: move forward? Okay. Um, Well, I mean, it's funny. I'm kind of thinking as you're speaking and I'm going, huh, you know, rather than thinking of what I've maybe said to you before um, in the moment, what just came to me was rejection in the sense of well as an actor because there are so many auditions all the time um you know and and historically over the last 25 years or so i've just been rejected so many times mm. that it doesn't really mean much so maybe maybe there's like there's some kind of clue there which is if you just say like eh, is it really going to mean that much in 100 years well definitely not mm. in 100 years is it even going to mean that much in like 100 minutes like sometimes people put so much um pressure or or importance around something <laughs> that they uh, you know they're like oh my god i got rejected it's like well is it really that big of a deal you're like you're still here you're still breathing you're still sure you didn't get that opportunity but was that opportunity even going to be a good one? Like that's one thing for actors, you know, you say like for better or for worse, you get, you get the job. Sometimes <laughs> getting the job is actually, it would have been better not to get it. Um, many times there are jobs that, yeah, you want them and you, you imagine leading up to it, you might imagine what it would be like if you got it and then you don't get it and it hurts. Um, so I, I guess I could address that, which is a rejection that really does hurt. um and and maybe maybe a job is not uh a big enough one maybe it's more like in a relationship or um even it's not a rejection but you think of someone close to you dying or you know something tragic um when you take a hit you know i don't know i mean there is pain like there there Mm -hmm. is pain there is a necessary period of acknowledging that leaning into it not lying to yourself about it Mm. you know you you kind of it might be terrible for a little bit like that's that's just kind of what it is um but but i think i've found that i've been able to come out of that those kind of spirals or those down periods when i've eventually you know eventually you, you kind of You get through it, you let it go and you have to say what's what's next Mm. to steal from West Wing, what's next? Um, (laughs) No, I love it. But yeah, you know, it's like the life has to go on. And Mm -hmm. then what I do is just kind of if it was a rejection or something where I felt was like a I'll put it in quotes, but like a failure, I go, Well, why why did that happen? What was I supposed to learn from that situation? Mm -hmm. What could or what could I learn? from that situation to get more prepared for the next time or or even just to be grateful that that thing didn't work out because maybe there was something better around the corner. Mm. For me, you
0: you know, know what I love in what you said it really like I'm I'm like Natalie pay attention because my brain is going to think about it. This idea that you mentioned at first of rejection and kind of treating it a little bit kind of well it happens maybe it's not the biggest deal. I think it there's a lot of wisdom in that, you know, when we really want something, our kind of our, you know, our entire focus just becomes that thing. Right. And we get into this frame of like, you know, I'll be happy when like, I'll only be happy when I get this new role, when I get this book out, when I, okay. And that's what our brain thinks. And then it doesn't happen and you realize that, well, it hurts and I love the acknowledgement of that, but that's not all. There is life goes on there are other things and I think there's I don't know I think there's something very philosophical very um I think Buddhist about this. kind of removing a little bit of our ego from that you know so okay got rejected got rejected it happens but it's not a judgment of my being sort of removing a little bit of the I, yeah I I I and kind of looking at it well that happens and it hurts and it sucks but it's and less
1: of a yeah yeah and it's almost like when you're saying removing the eye it's almost like if you had a you know if the camera let's think of it in my business if if the perspective is like a point of view from me mm-hmm. versus if you take the camera and you lift it up and you put it in the sky and you look down you're one tiny little mm-hmm. human walking around and there's billions of other humans mm-hmm. and they're all getting rejected like you're not special because you got rejected you're not yeah. special because you really wanted that job and you didn't get it guess what get in line everybody like that's just that's just what happens it, it is what it is and, and the other thing is that you just said it you your whole first book you know happy uh, uh happier when or happier now which is
0: could have been happier, called happier, when, happier when. Now, but no but I'll I'll w- happy i would be
1: happier when that whole concept when the first time i met you mm. and we talked I completely agree with it. And that is so integral to this conversation Mm -hmm. because we set these things up that we think like, well, I'll get that job and then everything will fall into place. And I'm, I'm making this money and we're living here. We're doing whatever it might be. Everybody's got their own attachments or their, their own like fantasy of what they put into it. What you find is when you get there, there are certain things, I mean, you know, it's better. I forget what the phrase is i'll totally butcher it but it's, it's something about like you know money money isn't everything but if you're going to be if, it, if you're the same you'd rather be rich with right. it, you'd rather have it you know it, it can it can bring comfort yeah um physical comfort but he it, but it's not gonna the interior stuff is the interior stuff and wherever yeah. you go there you are so all those things that we set up as like if i get this I mean even big things like you know an oscar an emmy a gold medal like huge things they're still like you're you're still the same person when that happens you know it's one
0: of the things actually as you're talking about i'm thinking about and i'm going to ask you about one of your toughest rejections but i'm thinking about um you know both rejections and wins that i've had and uh I, and the one I thought of, it's interesting. I, when I was in college, which you know seems like a bajillion years ago, there was this huge I went to Wesleyan, if any West grads are listening, and there's this huge thing you get as a senior, you can compete for, it's called university honors, and they only take two people a year. You have to do this whole oral exam, whatever. And I got it. And I remember the moment of the phone call and I got it. And I was so happy. I called my parents right away. And then I ran over to Avi's apartment, who's now my husband of 25 years. So it was my boyfriend. Then I remember I was walking back. It was a couple hours later and I had this moment, I didn't have any wisdom around it, but I had this feeling which is now coming kind of like, well, okay, but I'm kind of the same. Like I got this thing. I feel the same as I did yesterday, you know? And so I think this is actually really enlightening. And for me, as we're talking, To me, it's all about the zoom out and to recognize that these things, they're part of many, many things. That one rejection or that one success, they're not all. Um, All right, I need to ask you, uh, what has been one of your most painful rejections, let's just say as an actor, a role that you really wanted or something
1: else? Mm. I mean, there have been, You know there was something that was that was uh there are two things that come to mind that were painful but they weren't i i actually got the role it was more about the show not going Mm. and the one was um, it was a, a a pilot called uh paradise pictures and it was just this really cool hollywood period piece 1947 hollywood and I played the heavy. It was just a cool, it was like a sought-after pilot. It was a good script. It was the uh the guys that do suits. Um, the cast. Oh, I love that show. Yeah, the cast was all unknown and it was everybody was really well cast. I remember the the table read. I was like, oh, this is this really works. And it was kind of like the network, it was USA, they were high on this this thing. We shot it. Everything seemed to kind of come together. Mm. And I thought like, oh, finally, this is going to be awesome. Awesome. There you go. See, I'm overusing the word.
0: Uh-huh. And,
1: and then it was like the wait. We thought it was, a, it was like definitely going to happen. And we waited and waited. It kept getting delayed and delayed. And then finally, it was like between Thanksgiving and Christmas, which is a terrible time of year to find out you, you don't have this job that's going to pay you, that's going to last some time, that's going to be cool. And it was just like, it was like a, a gut. They didn't pick it up. They didn't pick it up. It was a new, it was a, somebody changed over at the network. And she said to the person under her, would you, he's, I think he was going to pick it up. She said, would you stake your, you know, like kind of, would you put your name on that? Mm -hmm. And the person didn't, you know, didn't have that, didn't have the full conviction to do it. So it didn't go that and Huge in France, which was a Netflix comedy. I I love that show. Uh, I loved it. I love my role. I love the people. It was so well cast. It got so, I mean, I had so much attention when it came out from from the right people, people in the comedy world. Mm -hmm. And we thought it was like they were behind us the whole time, the whole time. I remember having a uh, call with the creators like two weeks after it came out and it was like nothing but positive. And we were talking about second season and like a week after that or two weeks, it was very soon. It was less than a month after it was released an email while I'm on the phone came up to all of us. Hey guys, Netflix, it was just done. And I was like, well, can't you go to another network and they're like nope it just it stays with netflix you know
0: as you're talking and i think maybe that's a big lesson um i write about this a bunch in my book around just our perception of things right you know the the way we see the world and things like wins or rejection it's not like our brain is looking at some objective reality and giving us accurate information about it our brain has all kinds of filters that puts things through right we focus much more on the negative We have kind of, what did I do, right? What did I screw up? Why don't they like me? There's a lot of that. And as you're talking, you know, I probably spend half my book talking about these different lenses that we can take off and put on. But as you're talking, that's what occurs to me. Like we can choose how to look at a rejection, right? Because it's not like some objective truth, right? And ultimately no one knows, but it's like, you could go like, Oh my God, this is the worst thing! And oh, maybe they didn't like my acting. Did we get rejected? Because made, right, like the brain can go there, or you can say things get rejected for a thousand reasons. And Netflix is managing a huge lineup of shows, and they're looking at a lot of data. And who knows, right? And so I think it, just as you're in this conversation, it occurs to me how important it is just to recognize that we have a choice in how we look at things, like rejection or fear or even wins and that choice dramatically impacts not just how we feel, but how we move forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, luckily that was one of those situations where I, in my estimation, even when I saw the dailies, the or not the dailies, but when I went to do my ADR, like which is where you loop the thing, which is way before it came out, I, they showed me a lot of it. And I was like, oh, this is good. This is for You're me, like, for, oh. my taste, for my taste, I loved it when it came out i loved it other people loved it so it was more that one was less of like oh no did we screw up it was more like are you kidding me yeah that but then i talked to a friend recently who's very high up at netflix and i'm like what do you think it was and he's like not enough people watched it and i'm like yeah but it was like a one of their lower budget comedies like and he goes then not enough people watched it for even to justify that and he's like that's how we work like it's such an algorithm there yeah, it's data, that that's data, what it data. is. And you just go like, okay, they made a business decision. Guess what? I'm on City on a Hill. We're shooting season three right now. So it it that was a great opportunity. I mean, this show is great. So I'm so lucky now. And it's like, I couldn't see that though at the time. It's mm-hmm. way easier to say it now. There was a big gap between that and this where you're going, am I gonna work again?
0: Yeah. It's hard. And- No, and I love your honesty about that and maybe kind of as we wrap it up, you know what i'd love to ask you just in terms of advice, because the other thing you just said really resonated like from where we are today. We can't really see ahead right, we can make plans, we can hypothesize but I always say this right if you take one step forward once you do something you're you have a different perspective, like that you. Has a different perspective and so maybe as you're you know parting words of advice for someone who maybe is stuck a little bit, maybe it's from rejection or just feeling, you know, what I hear a lot from people I work with is like, I'm so overwhelmed by the magnitude of what I have to do, you know, like a new job or a new relation. I just, so I end up just being stuck. So what, what, what are Matt's words of wisdom for how to actually move forward when it sucks?
1: Uh... I would just, uh, maybe remind yourself, you are not where you're Mm -hmm. going to be. And the only place to get to where you're going to be, you have to take one step. You don't have to take more for now, you just take one step. And like you said, you take one, now you're at a different vantage point. And then you'll go, huh, and maybe it just brings a a tiny little bit of relief, enough to go like, okay, I'm ready to take another step. Mm and you, yeah. and you just do that over and over and eventually you know you're just thinking one step at a time and eventually you look up and you look back and you go oh i just you know i took a bunch of steps and you're yeah. in a different spot and when you're in a different spot people come out of the woodworks so if you if you i have found usually not immediately but usually when i kind of stop feeling sorry for myself yeah. and i take some steps toward what I'm, you know, whatever my next direction might be. And, and I don't, you know, I, even if I get knocked down, I kind of don't complain. I kind of get, get up and, and I keep moving. It seems like inevitably people see you doing that and they, they eventually kind of come to help. And sometimes it's like a long, long time after you've done all the effort. Yeah. But, but eventually I think it gets noticed. I think it gets yeah. noticed and people want to be around someone who's helping themselves.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. You know, what's that saying Is that Whitman or who said, you know, when you make a decision, the universe conspires to help you make it. Right. So if you just commit to taking the steps, eventually the universe is other people. They come out. You know, as you're talking, the last thing I want to share with you, I um, actually write about this in my book. I can't help but like, you know, hold it like a baby. You know? I
1: love it. It looks great. <laughs> It really does look Oh my I God, like you problem. know, you've got
0: a book come out. I just want to sit here and put it. Yeah. Um, All right, Awesome Humans. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Awesome Human Podcast. And I would love to know what resonated. What questions do you have? What are you excited to practice? So send us an email to team at happier.com. And please rest assured, if you send an email that you'd love for me to read, I will always get it in my inbox. My team will send it to me. Let's stay in touch so you can keep practicing skills to help you struggle less and thrive more in work and life. The best way to do it is to go to happier.com and subscribe to my weekly newsletter. I promise you I would never send you spam. It's just more practices, skills, and stories to help you embrace your inner awesome human. I can't wait to see you next week.